welcome to another episode of Chillin' Venus, My Venus with your girl, Nicole Patrice. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate everybody who's been liking, sharing, um, subscribing. I got new merchandise up, so please check out my website, www.nicolecocopatrice.com. Uh, I got some exclusive merch. I made some, um, what's this man name? Kyrie Irving. I made some Kyrie Irving um like shirts tees uh and uh yeah so i'm excited about that i'm hoping that you guys um i'm hoping that you guys are enjoying the content i'm trying to bring a little bit more of like the music um you know back into the fold so I don't know. I might do. I might do a little EP soon. You know what I mean. I'm working on some stuff, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um. So yeah. So today's episode, I definitely wanted to get into like some of the more um the more healing portion of of what I I wanted this to be about. Um. So I know we were talking about how the um how I feel like there's social engineering and there's a lot of things where like black women are finding themselves being pushed in a certain direction against black men where there's just this like, you know, we're squaring off with each other in every aspect of everything. And so I wanted to, you know, combat that a little bit with more of the perspective of like, you know, we cannot like, we cannot be like, dogging black men all the time you know what i mean like we really gotta we really gotta take a moment and just like be more accountable for like who we are and like what we're bringing to the fold um i feel like i feel like people are not um like necessarily understanding what they're doing you know, with their energy. Um, so one of the things that I feel like I have the most um, ability to contribute to as far as my perspective as a woman, um, for those of you who do know me, um, you already kind of have an idea, but many may assume and they don't, but I'm a single mother. Um, my, I have an, an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old. And my 18-year-old... Um, his father died when he was five. My um, 13 year old, her father, I want to say as little as possible because he's a complete narcissist about him. Uh, he like is dead to me. <laughs> um, abusive, manipulative, liar, like all complete narcissistic personality disorder. Um, and so he's not involved. He, you know, there was no DNA, there was no birth certificate, thank God, um, because I probably would have had to fight with him every time I turned around. Um, complete Debbie. Um, and so like, I'm not doing all that to like badger anyone. I'm doing that, be I'm saying this because there's this idea that women are less valuable because they have children that they're raising alone or without a married partner. Um, but there's been recently, like I've seen a trend of people talking about 
um, married single mothers. Um, and when you hear that, it can be triggering for some people. Um, but I get the concept behind it is that, you know, you can be married to someone and essentially still be doing everything by yourself. Um, because that person's not, you know, available or compatible. Um, Michelle Obama's doing her, I think she's doing like a book tour or whatever again. And she, uh, has spoke on this, you know, about how, you know, Obama, you know, was not, Barack was not available a lot of times because of his career and his, you know, uh, dedication to being a politician. Uh, and some of y'all messing with niggas that ain't even voting. <laughs> not to vote, to shame those who don't vote, uh, for whatever your cause is. But I mean, seriously, y'all, it's, it's some guys out here that we've given a pass for not being involved and they are like literally driving Uber. And they feel like they don't have time to care for their, their children um, or be involved or see how they can help the, the parent. I saw someone uh, had a meme that was like, you know, uh, people are looking for love instead of help. And that's where they're messing up because like the Bible does say you should have a help mate, right? Um, I feel like a lot of women have realized that uh, in after they've already selected and you know made this person a, a partner uh, a father they are realizing too late that this person is not the person that they should have been co-parenting with because they're not helpful they're not committed they're not they're not compromising i'm not saying it's going to be roles or anybody who has a particular you know avenue that they need to stick to to get it done but you should be able to adapt and you guys should be working with each other and compromising and trying to understand and be compassionate and, and you know and then the main focal point should be building a legacy which you know most of that is in your children you know if there's anything you're guaranteed to have a legacy and is once you have children that is your legacy um and whatever they do with their lives, you know? Um, and then of course you have, you can have a business together. You can have, you know, so you can have a partner and not even have children and still build a legacy through a business or trusts or, you know, foundations that you build in other, uh, you know, avenues. Uh, and, you know, that is, that is also a legacy. So it doesn't always mean that you're creating a life, uh, but two people are to come together to co-create. And so a lot of women have found themselves to have co-created with people who are not interested or not as invested as they are in the co-creation and in, in, in ensuring that that life and that legacy is strong and it lasts and it, it's, it's, you know, uh, bringing to fruition each of your uh, own visions for your life or your legacy or whatever the desire is, uh, for the outcome. And so, um, I think that disillusionment with a lot of women tends to be jarring, especially when you're, when you have a baby, like your hormones are crazy. And so that postpartum is like so real postpartum response and depression is so real. Um, I remember specifically having, you know, really vile thoughts about hurting myself and things like that, because like my, my son's father died literally the day. So he died on my birthday, two days after, um, I'd given birth to my daughter. So I was reeling and it took that experience, you know, so suddenly being a single mom to my son with his father's death and then the way his family handled it, uh, the paternal, you know, family was very 
combative with me, um, was more of a hindrance to me trying to heal and raise my son and my, and my newborn, you know, my son who just recently lost his father at five and didn't comprehend what it was. They were more abusive than anything else you know, calling me, berating me, treating me like their child, you know, um, overstepping their boundaries. Uh, they kidnapped my son <laughs> a couple times. And when I say kidnapped, I literally mean tried to take him somewhere where I did not have any idea where he would be for days at a time without me having any contact with him. Uh, you know, so it'd be a visit that would turn into, oh, Oh, you're you're they're about to put him on a plane to Florida. Like how how is that okay? You're gonna take my son across state lines without my knowledge or consent. Um, so it's just a lot of that shit was going on. And so ultimately what that taught me at that moment was nobody gives a shit about you because you were pregnant. They definitely don't give a shit about your kid. They definitely don't give a shit about you giving birth to this kid. Um, there, if you find people that are helpful to you, they are rare and they are few and you should cherish them. But a lot of people will be nice in the beginning. I will not say a lot, but in my experience, these people were nice in the beginning. Everything was good and kosher while everything, you know, while I was getting ready to birth this child. And then, you know, the, all these demons come out. Um, and these people show their true colors. And, you know, with my daughter's father, like I said, he's a narcissist. So everything was about him. Nothing was ever about the child. Nothing was ever about helping me with the child. And so thankfully I realized that it was better to not even try to pursue child support or any type of paternity with him because him being out of the picture was the best thing because I needed to heal from those types of people. And I wouldn't have been able to do it uh, if I if he were involved and I had to see him day to day. Um, like he even went so far as to say that he couldn't make money because of one or two times I asked him to pick her up from somewhere. Like, I'm like, so really like, I'm literally, my whole life's been upended because I have to do this by myself. And I'm asking for you to do something very small. Like it was like a 30 second, th sorry, 30 minute task that you couldn't complete two or three times. Um, you know, and you know, I have to leave work for when things happen to her. I like, there's always something I've lost jobs because I couldn't get childcare. Like there's always something that I'm sacrificing, but that's okay. So I say all that to say, ladies, the bitterness, the bitterness, the bitterness, the bitterness. I feel like the bitterness comes from, so I'm talking to the single moms, but I'm also talking to, if you have not been a mom, you're going to relate to the fact that sometimes you choose people that are not who they are, who, who, who present themselves as someone who they're not really, or you find yourself um, committed to a, an idea of a person that you've created in your mind. Um, and so in my mind, I think a lot of the pain that I went through was that I was looking for love in the wrong places. I, you know, I had abusive childhood. I had a very alienating, um, experience with friends and family. I look at like the Shanquilla Johnson situation where she was killed potentially by her friends in Mexico on vacation, thinking that they were her friends. And they said she paid for the uh, accommodations and she was always generous and things like that with them. And to think that these people were harboring resentment enough to end her life um, is, tr is a very triggering and traumatic thought. And I've been in situations where I've been around people who I thought were my friends. Um, I've had people leave me with someone who was a known sexual predator um, and laugh about it. And were multiple times. This actually happened to me a couple times. I've had people where I found out later that they were in cahoots. They they organized this situation where they would leave me with sexual predators, and see what would happen. Um, and you know, and make. I literally, this person came one time and said, "We made a bet 
We made a bet that he would try to sexually assault you. How the fuck is that cool? So like shit like that. So that's the type of shit that made me realize that, you know, I don't, I, something's wrong here and I, I should be okay with being alone because I can't go through this anymore. So my, my first recommendation is to, to get rid of that bitterness is to realize that everyone is not for you. Everyone does not love you and everyone doesn't have to love you. You have to leave room to find your own tribe. Um, and it's going to be lonely. There's going to be a lonely journey, especially when you're a person who is generous and, you know, positive and bubbly and, uh, you have, you know, some intangible energy that people envy without even knowing that they're being envious or you don't even recognize this energy that you have, but other people do. And so I found out very late in life, you know, that there is something inside of me that is triggering to a lot of people who are not self-aware, who are not self-assured. Um, you know, maybe it's my self-confidence. I've had many people tell me that, they think I think too highly of myself, that I think I can do no wrong. And as soon as I hear a bitch say some shit like that to me, I already know you're a fucking hater. Um, because like, especially if I haven't done anything, you know, explicit to you or anything explicit that you can pinpoint, you're just like, you met me and like, we went out one time and we hung out and it's like, oh, you think you're all that. And that, and literally, I think the Shanquilla Johnson, um, there was someone who said that the people that they heard a quote from one of the girls who was on the trip, like she thinks she's all that. Um, so that's the thing. So, so you, 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 you build this bitterness because you surrounded yourself with people who make you feel bad about being yourself and you are disappointed by those people when they hurt you. Um, and you have allowed society religion, media, whoever, family, friends to, to create this image of yourself that you feel enslaved by. Um, so one of the first things that helped me to get rid of a lot of that bitterness was realizing that my own family, my parents were not my friends, were not in my corner, um, not in the way that they appear to be. People will be nice here and there to, you know, uh, appease they're egos, uh, you know, some, they're narcissistic givers. They're people who like to donate to charity. Just, they don't give a shit about who the charity or the cause. They just want their name on a plaque. They just want someone to say, Hey, you know, they want to hold that thing over someone's head at, in some, at some point as leverage. Like there, there's some sick people out here. Um, so anyone who's not a happy giver, you, you got to get rid of them. You got to stay away from them. Don't or don't ask them, you know, for things. Try to limit your contact with these people. Toxic people in your life will make you bitter. Um, so, if you know, in your heart of hearts, you do not want to be a bitter person. You And that's the thing. You have to make that decision. I don't want to be bitter. I remember specifically, I was just having like a string of bad like vibes and bad interactions with people. And then I started realizing I was taking out on people who didn't deserve it. And then that really just made me go, okay, full stop. What the fuck's going on? And so you, at that point, when you realize that you have to make that conscious decision, I am not going to be defined by the people that are around me. I'm not going to make excuses for anybody. I'm not going to make excuses for myself. I'm going to hold myself accountable, but I'm also going to clean up, you know, I'm going to clean up my life and I'm going to get rid of the people who, who drag me back into those habits. And so it takes a while to exercise that muscle and get rid of that shit. But you have to start realizing anybody who's making you feel bad about things that you, that bring you happiness and you're not hurting them or hurting anyone else, 
get rid of them. Anybody who's making you feel less than for something that is normal, something that is a part of who you are, someone who never celebrates you, someone who never has anything positive to say about you, people who will go behind your back and say things about you um, and fake smile in your face. Those people are not worthy of your life. They're not worthy of your time. Get rid of them. Um, I, there's a page I follow called Spiritual Whistleblower. If you've never heard of her, please go check her out. I love SWB. I believe it's her tagline on Instagram, the Spiritual Whistleblower. She breaks that, that narcissistic shit down. A lot of us are narcissistic, many of us, and all of us have narcissistic tendencies, especially since, you know, um, social media era and everything. Like we're all looking in the in the mirror. We're all staring at our reflection in the in the in the water. And so um that no, empowering yourself with that knowledge of what is narcissism and seeing it in yourself allows you to check yourself and make sure you're not spreading that shit. And also allows you to see it in other people, people who don't want to be accountable, people who cannot ask for forgiveness, people who cannot be vulnerable, people who are always blaming other people for what has happened to them, people who are always looking for fault in other people to make themselves look better, um, people who are all talk and no action. These people you get rid of. Um, another thing is people who tell me they're bored. I cannot. I cannot because how are you bored? Especially if you have children, how are you bored? How are you bored? Those are troublemakers. Those are people who are telling you, I need you for entertainment. You dance for me, buck for me. You know what I mean? And they will, they will, they will watch you make a fool of yourself for their own entertainment and then move on to something else. It's very narcissistic. Boredom is narcissistic. I really think so. Um, so I don't want to hear nobody telling me they're bored. I don't want to hear nobody talking to me about this person. That person did this to them. Like, be accountable for what the fuck is going on in your life. Um, so, yeah, I, I I started to really start noticing patterns in, in who I was dealing with and seeing in my parents the negative behaviors that they allowed me to think were normal. And then that allowed me to then filter through people a lot better um, and choose better partners. Um, I'm single now, definitely not in a rush to not be single. Um, and I and I'm, I'm very quick now. I don't I don't waste a lot of time now getting rid of people, um, you know. There's people that just don't know how to communicate. There are people that just don't know how to manage their emotions. Emotional intelligence is, is huge. And so once you start filtering out people and you stop letting other people influence how you view yourself, that helps so much in getting rid of the bitterness. Um, and you start enjoying your life. You start to tune into what you actually like and not what other people are shaming you into doing. Um, so meditation is key. Um, isolating yourself is key finding habits and hobbies that you love. Go back to when you were a child and find those things that you love to do that brought you joy and do them. And then and then you can expand from there. Um, but there's there has to be accountability on your part. So that's for sure. You cannot stop being bitter if you don't recognize how you got that way, where the influence was in your life, what healing you need to do um, to, to get that shit out of your, out of your vibe. Um, there is a lot of information about the chakras out there. And so, um, I don't want to get too deep into it this time, but if you know anything about the chakras, um, there are many of them, but the main ones are, it's like seven. And so your root chakra is where a lot of that shit starts. 
out of balance. The root meaning the bottom, the, the one that connects you to earth and your earth plane existence, um, like a root going into the ground. Um, don't overthink it. And so you are born into a family and I feel like you choose your family. So let's also establish that the bitterness, you solve a lot of the bitterness when you realize that you're choosing circumstances. I don't care what they are. I don't care. I don't care. I know people will say, oh, that's so, that's so insensitive. I didn't choose, you know, drug addiction. I didn't choose to be gay. I didn't choose drugs. I didn't choose this, but no, really you did. We all have, so if you saw the movie Soul, the Disney Pixar Soul, it explains this better than I could ever do it right now. Um, but if you haven't seen that, go watch that and then think about what I'm saying. You are a soul and I believe souls have an eternal life. Um, most religious texts agree. Okay. So in that knowledge, your soul knows everything that has ever happened to it in all of its existences on every quantum plane, okay? And if you don't know about quantum physics, you need to look into that as well because quantum physics explains what spirituality and religion cannot. Um, or it, it just gives a scientific basis of what spiritual spirituality and religion have, have tried to um, uh, impart on us. Um, so you're, you're everywhere at once. You're in all existences and all timelines all at once. And so you chose your life for whatever the reason, for whatever lessons that you have. It's like when you play a video game, you know, you picked those levels, you picked up the controller, you chose your avatar, you picked up the controller, you chose your avatar and you said, I want to, I want to fight this round. I'm going to go this round. And then you just keep leveling to the new round. I think of like the new lives as new rounds, you know, and you maybe go back and pick a different avatar. To me, that's, that's as simple as it can be as far as like purpose in life, like why we're here. We're just challenging ourselves to be better than the last time. Um, and so uh, I feel like if you realize that you've chosen a lot of these circumstances, then now you have to be accountable and now you have to look for the reason, the why behind it. Like uh, they said in uh, Wakanda, right? It, the the why is more important than the how, right? And so, yeah, you may have been in an abusive family. You may have been born into poverty. You may have been born in, you know, in, in a place, in a time, in an existence, in a skin color, in a body, in a sexuality, whatever, whatever that you don't have pleasure in right now but it was all for a reason and you chose it so you need to fight find out why um so yeah so the bitterness i think starts with taking accountability and getting rid of the people around you that are bringing negative vibes into your life and looking and focusing more on yourself uh so another thing um hold on i had a little bit of notes i'd be going off the top of my head y'all i gotta stop doing that um so another thing is understanding the power of your tongue Understanding the power of words. Um, one thing I was obsessed with from a very young age was reading the dictionary, reading encyclopedias, um, and really breaking down words. And then when I learned another language, uh, that also helped me to really understand like how the language is manipulated. So I always recommend learning a second language if you haven't already. Black people, we already bilingual anyway. You know, AA 
VE, Ebonics um, is another language. Um, but you have to know the power of the tongue. So like the things that you say matter. The words that you choose matter. They vibrate. They have a vibration and they affect your chakras and they affect how you feel about yourself and they affect what you put into the universe. Um, in the Bible, it was a Genesis. It's like Genesis verse one. It's like in the beginning, there was the word. Like that's no, that's by no mistake. Literally, the thoughts you have are words. The words make those thoughts. You can think a lot of things, but you don't know what to call them, right? And so you organize your thoughts with your words. Um, and so once you start giving words power in your thoughts, and then they come out, especially, I mean, in here, they're, they're powerful as fuck, you know? But then even more so when you put them out in a vibration with your voice, right? These are vibrations already in here, but here, this is another vibration that's more tangible and it's now into the cosmos like physically right and so um you no thing becomes without a thought right so there's the thought and then there's the words or the spoken word right um or the written word right and so you come up with an idea you do a prototype for an idea right an invention right it's a thought first and then you put words to it and you write it down and you draw it out and then it becomes into existence we create we're creators so that's what you're doing so you have to realize that you are creating your own reality that will get rid of a lot of bitterness because now you can't blame anyone else for what what you already know needs to change you then say okay well if i keep telling myself i'm broke then yeah i'm gonna be broke if i keep telling myself i'm dumb then yeah i'm gonna be dumb stop saying bad things about yourself stop saying bad things about your children um it happens you'll slip up and say some things or think some things but always try to correct them in a gentle way and the gentle part is is key because if you do it too harshly then you make yourself feel bad and it has the opposite effect that than what you're aiming for which is to feel better um if you have not uh looked into the secret um or uh, abraham hicks is a very good resource for that. Um, Jiddu Krishnamurta, uh, I study a lot of his stuff. Um, there's a lot of gurus out there that give really good information. Dolores Cannon, um, but a lot of this stuff is just letting you know that you are you are the mechanic, you are the creator, you are the mechanic. The Bible even says it. I think it was at John. Is it John three fourteen? No, that's not John three fourteen. I can't think of which one. Let me look it up. Um, but ye are gods, right? Like you have the power in your you have the power in your tongue um okay so this psalm 82 or is it isaiah ah shoot hold on what is going on google help me help me google Psalm 82, verse 1, ye are gods and children and all are, I said, ye are gods and all of you sons of the most high. So the, there's the master creator and then there's you, but you're the son of the master creator or the child of the master creator, meaning you, the master creator created you and you created everything else that comes into your world, period, period. Even when you talk about other people, you brought them into your life, your alignment, you've aligned, you chose your parents, you chose your parents, you chose your parents. So as much as, you know, they hurt you, that's what you chose. 
Um, and you have to accept that. And that will get rid of a lot of that bitterness and it'll give you accountability. And it'll also allow you to have more understanding of the power that you actually hold in your life. Um, and then there's no need to be bitter. So definitely, you know, realize the words that you're saying. I, I always recommend looking a word up if you're not 100% sure you know what it means. If you question it even a little bit, look it up. If you if a word is causing a, any sort of um, contradiction or you know uh, friction in whatever you're doing, manifesting whatever in your life, look it up and see exactly what it means so that you know that you're using it in the right way. Because words are powerful. Letters are spelling. You're making spells over your life. And if you if you don't understand this stuff, uh, you know there's a lot of resources out there to help you. If you don't want to understand it, that's fine. Um, but I mean, you're missing out because whatever it is that you think you believe in is totally using those same principles against you because you don't want to know better because you're ignorant of it and you think that you know everything's fate or everything's destined by god or whatever your excuse is that you know you just give up because that's what that sounds like to me like you're pussing out because you don't want to take accountability for your shit um so uh that's why i feel like religion is such a cop-out no shade to the religious people but religion is a huge cop-out because it puts all of the onus back onto you know the devil and god or whoever you you know you're 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 saying has the ultimate control over all of the things that are happening in your life no you have the control you you cannot directly just manipulate everything in the world but like you have the power of perception and you have the power of belief and you have the power of the word and so you how how you see a thing is how a thing will be if if i if i look at you know this guy uh just say some guy named bob and bob i look at bob and i immediately go oh bob's dirty oh bob's disgusting i'm never gonna be attracted to bob i've already established bob is dirty and disgusting bob is dirty and disgusting no matter what bob does bob's still gonna be dirty and disgusting me because i believe that in my heart of hearts for whatever reason that i've decided that it's true so it's the same thing we believe things and they become true that's why you see so many of these conspiracy theories um that are just outlandish now um there's i don't like even talking about conspiracy theories because what does conspiracy mean conspiracy just means when more than one person gets together to make an outcome so everything is a conspiracy. Uh, what do they say? When two two or more of you meet in my name, you know what I mean? Like, that's a conspiracy uh, for Jesus, right? Um, like, so you got to know what these words mean um, and realize the power of, like, unity and the power of your words. Um, I forgot what I was saying about the uh, conspiracy. But yeah, oh, that people are, are susceptible to them because what you believe it becomes your reality. So you have to be clear on what you believe. And so you really got to go down to the root of your beliefs. That's why isolation is so important. You will not be able to figure out what you really believe if you keep tuning in to what everybody else believes. So you have to purge from social media, the media, the news, uh, your toxic family, your toxic friends, your spouse, whoever, 
because that's the only way you're going to realize who you really are is that you isolate and figure out your own feelings and your own thoughts and how you're responding to what's really important to you. Um, and then you can build like what's really important to you because you're not going to do it if you're always ingesting what everybody else thinks is important for you. Um, I tell my children this all the time. If you don't run your life, somebody else will. You have to get in the driver's seat or you're going to be a passenger. And then whatever happens to you happens and you're still responsible because you were in the car. You know, when they pull you over for a high speed chase, everybody going in for questioning. You know, you're on the scene of the crime. Everybody going in for questioning. Um, so you have to answer for why you were there. And if you're not there in and making the making it clear what your intentions and your beliefs and what you want the outcome to be, then you are just as guilty as the person who was more proactive in the negative consequence. Um, so there's that. Um, and let's see what else. Uh so the power of the tongue and definitely um learning how to decipher like true intent behind things. A lot of people will be talking to you and they seem like they're on your side and they seem like they're doing things, but you have to be able to start learning, reading energy and not letting the words that are coming out of people's mouths be the, you know, end all be all to what they're saying. Cause chances are they, they don't send BS. Um, <laughs> if you, you know what I mean? If you have any moment of doubt of like, what is this person saying? They're, you know, people who care about you, people who want to build with you, people who want to collaborate with you, they're clear. They're trying to come to an understanding. They're not going to keep saying things like, oh, it's obvious or, oh, you're this or you're being that. The name calling, the trying to uh, insinuate that you aren't grasping something because they're not explaining it correctly. Um, all of those diminutive diminutive actions, um, undermining, trying to undermine your conscious, trying to undermine your intellect, trying to undermine even your emotions and your emotional intelligence. You can't, you can't let that happen. So you, you have to train that muscle and you do that in isolation. You do that with reading. You do that with meditation. You do that with learning yourself and being, um, open to other ideas and opinions and also being able to say, you know what, well, I believe what I believe and you believe what you believe and being okay with not always being a hundred percent in agreement with somebody. It doesn't mean you have to violently revoke this person because you don't agree on a thing um, unless, you know, lines are crossed. So that's the thing is like when you realize that, you know, there's, you set, you set your boundaries with people, you t teach people how to treat you. Um, you get rid of a lot of that bitterness. I feel like a lot of women who are very bitter have allowed other people to overstep boundaries in their lives. And that's why you bitter. So tell them motherfuckers fuck off. So like, I was joking, like, you know, with that Thanksgiving shit, but I'm dead ass serious. Also like cut people off that are not giving you the respect that are not giving you the love that are not, that are only there to, um, insert themselves to make you feel like you're less than and that you need them and all this other shit. That's narcissism. That's abusive. And you don't need that shit in your life. Um, I have done a lot of amazing things by my damn self. Would have been easier to do it with people that were on my side and had my back. But guess what? They weren't there. All I got was a bunch of toxic motherfuckers that, you know, want to talk down to you and want to treat you less than I, I mean here and there I've had people that I've collaborated with and people that are you know friends or family that are really you know cool and down and like try their best even though they're not perfect you know but uh all in all um it's a lot more it's a lot more 
egos and selfishness, especially when you start trying to better yourself, that shit really comes out. Like, I feel like if you ain't got no haters and you ain't got no enemies and you ain't got nobody trying to bring you down, you ain't doing enough. Uh, someone said, the closer you get to God, the closer the devil gets to you. And I, I know that for a fact. The more I try to bring my light out, the more I try to be happy, the more I try to spread love to other people, the more hate I would I would seem to get. So then you have to find a place of harmony and peace. And so that's, um, we're going to probably end it on that. Um, so harmony and peace, it sounds so easy, but it is a very, it's an everyday struggle. So my best advice is that you can't just think, you have to have faith in order to have that harmony. Um, so because the faith is what's going to give you the um, it's going to allow you to see past the bad shit, see past the things that appear to be going left or going wrong. Um, you don't always have to be happy. Allow yourself to feel away. You know, if someone hurt you, let that hurt be shown. Show them that they hurt you. Um, that vulnerability is not a weakness. Um, it is a strength. And people who don't accept your vulnerability or tease you for being vulnerable, who tell you that you are weak because you showed your feelings, you cried or whatever, they're weak. They're weak. They are so afraid to be human. And it's the saddest thing because that's the ultimate goal is to be more and more human. Um, so always remember that just because um, people are, just because you express yourself and people are not willing to accept that there's something's wrong with you, that's not, that's never the case. You just have to find the right people who are open and vulnerable themselves and are able to take accountability for, you know, how they made you feel. When you express that to someone, they should never just be like, oh, no, I ain't do that, whatever, you tripping. No, that's not a friend. A friend is someone who cares about you, is going to listen to you, and they're going to go, oh, my God, I didn't mean to make you feel like that. I'm so glad you told me, you know, um, I, what, I, what I meant to say or how I was meaning it was this, but I can totally see how you saw it that way, and I apologize, and, and, and you know, if they can't figure out how to fix it you they'll they'll ask you how can i fix this um how do you want me to respond in the future like that is a, a level of emotional intelligence and a level of um accountability that you is rare to find um it's it's yeah, it's, it's rare to find. Um, one thing I wanted to point out too when I was talking about the power of the tongue, Spanish uh, helped me a lot to see a lot of the words because like a lot of the words come from Latin roots in Spanish and English and you know all the Latin-based lang languages. And uh, one word that I find very interesting that in Spanish um, is has a, two meanings. There's a lot of words like that where you can use them in different ways. Um, crear. Now we have one word called create, for cre crear, right? In English, is create. But also crear in Espanol, in, oh, I'm sorry, in, in Spanish is to, so creer is to believe. So you have crear and creer. And so like the fact that they're so close to each other, like to me, like really points out like that they're really the same thing. What you believe is what you create. Um, in Spanish, I mean, in English, you have believe and then you have create. And they, like you would not make the connection between those words. And so there's a few other words like that. I want to take time and like really start mapping some of those words out that kind of point out the irony and, the, and some of the inherent, um, the colonialism and things like that in the language. 
Um, but I found that interesting that they're so close to each other because it is like you, what you believe is what you create. Um, so if you believe that the world is full of shitty guys, you're going to find a lot of shitty guys. If you believe that the world is full of beautiful guys that are going to love you and love you for who you are and not judge you from what they see on social media, which is only a small snippet of you. That's really weird too, guys. Stop doing that shit. I know when a man asked me for my IG, like, okay, how you have my phone number and then ask for my IG? Like, you could be talking to me directly, but you decided, oh, let me get her IG and then now I'm going to just creep on her Instagram instead of communicating with her via text and phone. Next. Like, how stupid is that? It's crazy to me because, like, we all know that media, period, social media especially, is not the whole person. Like, I don't even post my kids. So how the fuck you figuring me out from social media? And I don't even post my kids. My kids are, like, my whole fucking world. So, you know, like, clearly this is not the totality of who I am, right? But people don't, you know, people are lazy and they, they're scared. And, you know, rightfully so. We live in a world where people are crazy. So I get it. You want to hold people at arm's length to get the, to know them. Um, but it's, it, you can't let that happen. That is a form of bitterness because now you're, you're creating a world where you believe and it's self, uh, fulfilling that people are, are scary and that you have to stay distant from them. And all you're doing is creating more distance in your life. So be vulnerable, let down your guard. Um, you know, but be able to set boundaries. That's the thing. People think because, they let down their guard and because they're loving and open that that makes them weaker and that they're going to then become susceptible to hurt. But it's like, you know, yeah, you're going to get hurt. You're human. Um, this, you know, it's inevitable. We, we're, pain is a part of life, but you can have joy when you allow yourself to be open and to love people, regardless of what the outcome may be. Um, now, I'm not saying leave yourself open to attacks and hurt and, 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 you know, put yourself in a position that you can't come back from, but you have to give people a chance to show who they really are. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you, you, you have to have an amount of vulnerability, but yeah, once you see people are toxic, once you see people are not, they don't have empathy that they're, uh, going to do more harm than good in your life. They're not compromising. They're not willing to grow. They're not willing to take accountability. You gotta let them go because they're gonna they're not gonna bring, do nothing but bring problems. Um, so that that that's the whole thing about um, the boundaries is a part of that faith process. Knowing that because people don't want to set boundaries because they're afraid they're gonna piss people off. They're afraid they're gonna push people away. That's why you have to have faith that. Even if I, I close this door, I know this other door is going to open here. Whatever I lose here, I'm going to gain tenfold over here. That's the faith part that a lot of people are missing. So whatever your religion is, whoever your God is, look for what in that religion is telling you about faith. And you have to really internalize that. And that is, that is only internalized when you're aligning yourself with a knowing peace, a, a peaceful knowing of things are going to be okay, that I'm going to win in the end, that I'm going to have all the things that I desire. And well, not all the things that I desire, but all of the things that I, I know I deserve. Key, know I deserve. So when you know you deserve something, you're not frantic, you're not hasty, you're not violent, you're not defensive, you're not clamoring, you're not manipulative, you know you deserve to be treated this way. You know you deserve to have these things in your life so that you don't have to be controlling, you don't have to be pushy, you don't have to take over things, you don't have to drive yourself crazy trying to be everywhere at one time. Um, so I, I recommend definitely just taking that time, taking a breath. When you feel yourself being frantic, put on music that, that brings you to a better vibration. 
hip hop is going to put you in a bad mood most of the time. So stay away from that shit. When you're in a bad vibe, them, them crying ass love songs, Keisha Cole, uh, you know what I'm saying? All that trap, all that, leave that alone. You got to go get you some Bob Marley, go get you some Fela Kuti, go get you something that's going to give you a positive vibration. Um, and there's a lot of music out there, new and old. So you just have to find the thing that vibes with you. But the key is you want to feel better. You want to have a vibration that makes you feel, you know, light and ethereal and, uh, and able to do all, all these beautiful things and faithful and hopeful for the future. So um, on that note, I'm going to end it. Um, so let's just be a little bit more gentle with ourselves and, and be able to bask in our bad feelings um, for a little bit a while and, and have that accountability once we come out of the, those bad feelings you but you do have to feel those bad feelings to feel where they are in your body to feel why they're there to and then to eventually you know uh acknowledge them comfort them and then release them is the best way i can put it so hopefully that was helpful to somebody this is going to be a short episode today because i you know i usually i like to joke and be funny and all that stuff but i wanted to be very serious and intentional today with helping other women to recognize um how they can become less bitter and have a little bit more self-love and appreciation for you know who you are as a person and the lessons that you've learned so far and why you're here um so i recommend uh looking into some of those uh people that I mentioned, uh, finding some gurus um, on your YouTube to listen to. Just try to be intentional about starting your day with positivity and positive thoughts and ending your day with positivity and positive thoughts. And positive not to mean just completely void of negative or any bad feelings, but just um, empowering more than anything. Something that empowers you and something that makes you feel like things are going to be okay, even if they're not okay right now. Glorilla. Tama. <laughs> That's a good song, though, honestly. Like, that's a, to me it's a high vibe song it it has some low vibes in there but she eventually gives you that high vibe because it is it's very much giving little orphan annie the sun will come out tomorrow and um that's what we gotta we gotta do so uh shout out to glorilla Glor gloria hallelujah <laughs> praises y'all have a good one and i'll see you next time bye And one more thing, make sure you head over to my website, NicoleCocoPatrice.com, once again, for gear, merchandise, and subscriptions. I appreciate you. Bye.